welcome back to episode four of the Charity Coffee Chats. Uh, a little bit later than we normally uh, would record, but it's back to school, it's fall, uh, except for our friends in Ontario. I hear they have some record heat happening right now, which I'm a little bit jealous about. Uh, but as everyone knows, September is a crazy time in the charitable sector. Uh, so we are a couple days later recording than uh, than I thought we would be. But uh, I'm here with uh, with my good friend Crystal. And how has the return to, I guess, return to fall been for you? We're uh, beginning almost mid, we're approaching mid-September now, which is crazy. Yes, it's busy. I've heard Chris, the word Christmas so many times this week. It's incredible. Um, I just got three messages. Will you do the Christmas raffle? Will you do the Santa's breakfast? Will it? I'm like, why are we talking about Christmas already? But yes, I, fall, fall is beautiful. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think I saw Christmas out at Costco the other day when I was there. So I'm not even ready for pumpkin spice season. And I know that is already upon us. So uh, it has it has been it's my kids are back to school. And I just can't believe that we are already as I said, approaching mid-September. But uh, as as we look to, I guess, heading into fall, and uh, you may hear my voice is a little bit scratchier than normal. We are, uh, a cold has definitely hit the Bennett House over the Labor Day weekend. Uh, but, you know, as we enter into, I think, what is kind of cold and flu season and kids going back, more and more workplaces and charities are going to see people wanting to work uh, from home a little bit more. And I also think charities are really having this conversation now around, do we need a physical office? Uh, for me, when I joined the Scouts Canada team, uh, it was my real first experience in not only working in, but leading a fully remote team. And we're actually in the process now of trying to sell our corporate office uh, and move to a fully remote organization. So uh, I felt this conversation was really timely and just so excited to welcome the first official guest of the Charity Coffee Chat, uh, a member of uh, somebody I get to work with very closely at Scouts, uh, our new director of new program strategy, Heather Ferguson, who has assembled a powerhouse team spread across this country. And I mentioned to Crystal, when I when I thought about people who excel in the world of leading uh, virtual teams, Heather was one of the first to jump to mind because uh, getting to spend eight days with them in person, uh, I would assume that this team was together each and every day. And the fact that they came together and built this relationship virtually and then solidified it during an eight-day training session um, really just kind of amplified to me what you could do in a virtual environment. So uh, welcome to Heather. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. And uh, as I said, my my voice is a, a little bit scratchier than normal. So I think Crystal is going to kind of lead the conversation today, but uh, we'll definitely jump in and, and throw some questions your way as well. But maybe before we get started, if you wanted to introduce yourself and a little bit, of, a little bit about you uh, and your history in the charitable sector. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for having me. Uh, thrilled to be here uh, with both of you. Um, yeah, my name is Heather Ferguson. I have been working with Scouts Canada for eight years in, in various positions, um, all remotely, and, and have had the opportunity to, you know, grow volunteer teams as well as staff teams in that remote environment during that time. Um, prior to that, I worked in nonprofit in, in many different facets uh, through donor relations, event management and planning um, and those types of roles uh, with with other charitable organizations. So been in the nonprofit industry for uh, over 15 years um, and, you know, the last eight, again, building teams uh, with Scouts Canada remotely. So that's a little bit about what I've what I've done. Excellent. Well, welcome to Charity Coffee Chats. We're so excited you're here and you agreed to be our first guest. And I'm honored. <laughs> you can pave the way for, for more, for sure. So um, I appreciate the time that you're giving today. What is one fun fact that maybe Tim even doesn't know about you? Oh, I, I, I'm kind of an open book, Tim. You might... Uh... You might know most things about me. The the fact I like to share um, is that um, I was bitten by a lion, um, and it sounds way worse than it is. But uh, I grew up in a town that has a had a zoo, and uh, so in that zoo, many of our friends, especially in high school, worked for it, um, and they brought home lions and tigers on the weekends, babies um, that had to be cared for, and so. The lion I was bitten by was about three weeks old, uh, but I still have that uh, that badge of honor I carry with me. So there's a very random fact about me that that I like to share just to just to jar people. <laughs> that that is a little terrifying, right? Um, <laughs> and I I will say Heather has a one of the best T-shirt collections. I. I I've seen, I think probably maybe second to one of the members of your team who also has quite incredible uh, clothing selections. Uh, but the other thing is you're, you're quite the adventurer. And I know, uh, I believe you have a, a trip swimming with sharks coming up as well, where you, uh, you are quite the, you are quite the adventurer and I have to live a little bit vicariously through you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my husband and I like to to snorkel and and scuba dive, and so we we try to get on a couple of cruises every year so we can try it at new places. And um, yeah, we have coming up in October over Thanksgiving. Everyone will be eating turkey, and I will be trying not to get eaten. So I will be uh, swimming with uh, uh, reef sharks, lemon sharks. Uh, hopefully, we'll see some tiger sharks um, off of the Bahamas. So it should be good fun. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I will not be joining you. I try to <laughs> tend to want to stay out of the waters when we travel. Um, well, I think I think that's the Alberta that's the Alberta part of you, isn't it, Crystal? Where yeah. stay safe. Uh, yeah. Um, so maybe before we dive into the questions, Heather, we we we've spoken a bit about you know the team and the project you're working on, but why don't you do a quick moment to to kind of give a shout out to the the work that you're kind of undertaking and I know there is a uh, registration open for the kind of big project you're working on right now so maybe do a little bit of a shout out about that and then it can provide some context to today's conversation. Yeah, absolutely so uh, in April I believe I took on the new role uh, with 
uh, Scouts Canada of uh, Director of New Program Strategy. So Scouts Canada has a, pro uh, a core program that we've had for years and years. And the expectation is your child signs up for a year, they go to weekly activities, they go to camps, uh, they learn new skills. We're recognizing that um, there's a need to uh, meet the needs of Canadians in new ways. And so new program strategy was put together to find new ways to engage with Canadians, ultimately for our organization, you know, build new revenue streams, uh, build a new core, um, not discounting what we already have, but taking those fundamental scouting skills of being outdoors, giving back to your community, and uh, finding new ways to deliver that, um, that resonate with youth today. Um, it's not the same as it was before, even before COVID, right? So um, that's the overall kind of goal of my department. Uh, within that, one of our very first projects uh, that uh, with very tight timelines is called Learn to Lead. And so Learn to Lead is a program open to youth age 15 to 26 uh, to teach them leadership skills, um, outdoor skills, adventure skills that they can take, learn, and then go back into their communities and run their own community service projects and programs for younger youth. So they will come together. Registration is currently open for that. Um, it, it is in Manitoba and Ontario to start because it is a pilot program. Registration is open and they will be coming together starting in October for a face-to-face -face kickoff uh, where they will get together, learn leadership skills, and then they'll be mentored by a, t a staff team um, throughout to help them plan and come up with ideas um, to, I guess, build this community program back where they live. Um, from there, they'll meet a few more times in person, but again, mostly remote. Um, the ultimate goal is that they run uh, community service again back back where they where they live. So registration is open for that currently. Uh, we have about 160 to 180 spots available um, and really looking forward to, honestly, I want to see what I can learn from them because uh, that's that's kind of what I always get out of these things and just seeing the impact that we can have in the lives of of youth. This specific program is also barrier free. There are no costs to be involved in it um, and it is open to, you know, we're trying to reach a diverse group of youth that haven't previously been, been engaged in scouting. So really looking forward to it. That sounds phenomenal. So good luck with your pilots and maybe we have uh, future charity leaders in amongst those those youth that are up and coming. Absolutely. Hope so. Awesome. So now our um, series is called Culture Code. Today's uh, episode is Beyond Walls, um, working remotely and the the different conflicts, the different strategies how to be inclusive, all of those things we, we want to cover, how to have a high-performing remote team. So I am so glad Heather has had experience in this. I am less experienced in this area. Uh, Tim is now experienced in this area as well, so he'll pipe in. So we will just go through kind of a list of, uh, you know, frequently asked questions about remote or hybrid teams. So the first one being, 
What are your strategies and best practices that a leader could implement to empower and engage remote teams, ensuring that everyone feels valued and connected? So what are some go-to strategies that have worked for you? So when I thought of this, I thought of three very specific strategies that I try to use um, day over day. Um, the first one, well, they're all very simple, to be honest with you, but the first one is is super simple, and that is just to plan spontaneity. Online, that's hard. It's hard not to just check in with people and ask for status updates and things like that. So I like to create chunks of the day for informal discussion or chats. Um, I try to start my day with a quick hello when I log in. Uh, we use Microsoft Teams. So just a quick message saying hello, have a great day, uh, and kind of plan those moments out so that the expectation is there that you can spontaneously check in and that's okay. Um, the next uh, the next kind of, I guess, piece that's important for me is to find your own superpower. I know you guys recently talked about, about superheroes, so this fits in really well. Find your superpower and share it with others. So for me, it's humor. Um, as Tim mentioned, have a shirt collection. Most of them are silly. Um, also gave my team a silly name. So they're called the tacos. So shout out to the tacos. And they, um, you know, on a weekly basis, we, we hand out, uh, virtual tacos to one another, um, as a taco time, as a way of saying, you know, thanks for what you're doing. Here's a shout out. Um, there's a saying that laughter shortens the path to connection. And for me and my virtual remote working experience, I've found that to be true. Um, and then the third thing I try to do is replace judgments with curiosity. So create, you know, a dialogue and an environment where everyone can feel heard and their contributions are noticed, no matter um, how big or how small. Um, ask why or, or you know, as a, a previous manager of mine would always say, help me understand. Um, and just being open to having those conversations throughout the day. Um, being available uh, are really kind of the three strategies that that I like to use on a day to day basis. Well, there are some things to write down. Help me understand. I love that. I love that it's inclusive and, and not in an attacking way. Um, do you have any other strategies you'd like to add, uh, Tim? No, I I mean, I don't think so. I think I think Heather provided some really good examples in terms of of where I've seen uh, a lot of success, especially in that virtual environment. Um, my one, I guess my one question maybe is a follow up to Heather, because I know it's been an adjustment for me, is how do you how do you go about coordinating all the various time zones? Like I know, um, I mean, you and I are three hours apart. Yeah. Um, you know, we have Crystal now kind of in the middle here in in Alberta. But you have team members who are in BC, you have team members in Manitoba, you have team members in Ontario, you're coordinating with HR who, you know, we may have, they may be currently in the Maritimes. How do you go about, uh, I guess, ensuring that we keep the flexibility and that, you know, that, that spontaneous, now I, now I can't talk, but you talk about being spontaneous. How do you, how do you kind of plan for that in a world where, not everybody's working the same hours within a day. Yeah, I think for me, it's about, again, being just being available 
whether um, it is the time of day when I should be should be working or not. Um, it's important to turn off and, and set those boundaries. Uh, but allowing my team to send me a message and quickly responding on on teams in a chat is okay too so that they know I'm there and I and I'm listening in terms of kind of actually scheduling things I make it an expectation on my team that they're scheduling their calendars according to the time they're not there as well so I can very easily open up you know an app and see when people are in the office and not um and and plan kind of accordingly so Yes, I'm in the the unique position of, you know, generally the the middle of the day is very busy being in Ontario Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but yes, I have to take into account that that Tim's barely woken up in BC and uh, over in, you know, PEI, they've already worked for for three hours. So it's just a, a matter of being very open and keeping that that line of communication open open with your team as to what works for them. And I think that's super tricky because even when Tim and I are planning the podcast and the scripts, I think I go to work very early, even if it's Alberta, 6.30 in the morning. But then I think, well, what time is that for Tim? I better send him an email and not a text. So just remembering to respect that I'm not going to be texting him when he's sleeping at, you know, 5.30 in the morning. So I think that's just being cognizant of that and but I must say out of all of those ideas, I love the fun factor and the t-shirts or the themes or even that you have a team name. Um, it makes you look forward to getting up and, and seeing them and being part. It's just creating that culture and that bond together. So those are some really great ideas. So moving on to the next one, how can remote and in-person team members collaborate? Um, do you work any, Do you, does your team work with anybody in person or is it strictly remote or how do you foster collaboration within your remote teams? Yeah, so our team, I mean, generally we're remote, but we have team members in the same areas kind of of the country or same city. So for example, right now within our Learn to Lead team, we have three team members that live in Ottawa. So they're able to get together and we have five team members that are in Winnipeg. So they're able to get together. So how do we kind of collaborate and foster that inclusivity no matter where you are? I think for us, it has been embrace technology, um, be flexible in how people are connecting, let them know they can get together, right? That's okay. It's okay to have a lunch together, um, but it's also okay if you need to do it virtually. It, it, it's totally flexible. One of the things that my team does uh, is that we have an informal chat that is constantly going um, on our team's platform. And so when a group gets together, they'll actually, the very first thing they'll do is say, we're together and they'll share a picture. And it makes the whole team excited. It doesn't matter that I'm three hours away and can't take part. Um, you know, just today we're like, we're not there. They sent a picture. Uh, for a recruitment event and we're like we're not there in person but our hearts are with you and and it very much just creates that that inclusivity no matter where everybody is so um, really embracing that technology that's available to us and 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 kind of yeah going from there 
Awesome. I was listening to a different podcast, not to um, cheat and and use one of their ideas, but a coffee roulette I thought was a lot of fun where you would rotate who you would have coffee with. So you get a closer connection equally with other people, even if it's a virtual coffee. And I thought that was a lot of fun too, but those are great ideas. Um, I love the selfie idea of the teams and it just allows you to get to know them more personally and and see the, the fun part of it for sure. So moving on to tools. Now, when I was researching this, because I, I don't have remote teams, I couldn't believe the amount of tools that were available and technology tools as compared to when I had a remote team during COVID. So I think this um, area of technology has exploded. So you are probably much more knowledgeable of the different tools. Um, I found donut.com. Of course, that's fun. So I, I like that one. But breaking the ice and that sort of thing and, and how to engage your teams at a high level. So what are your favorite innovative tools and technologies? What are your go-tos that you use for your remote team building? Um, so honestly, for me, it's about not overcomplicating it. So using the technology available to us. I think previously, Tim, you had talked about the the Pomodoro technique, and that's really big for our team. So there, there is a website called throwatomato.com that we use quite a bit. Um, and that is just about, you know, setting up uh, work times uh, where everybody gets together and does complete some work at the same time. And then they go back uh, and we have a quick, you know, a, a team building activity, you know, where it, it, it's very simple. I'll put our hand up if you have a dog. Everybody put their hand up if they like to travel and you learn things about your team in between uh, those those dedicated working sessions. So we use things like that. There are um, sites that we do use for kind of smaller activities. There is a site called Hey Taco. Obviously, that's big for our team uh, where you can send uh, virtual virtual thanks and congratulations to to team members so we use that quite a bit another tool that is uh big for us is clickup clickup has a lot of different team building activities and ideas on it it's also kind of a project management tool so uh you get things done and then you're able to kind of reward team members as you go using that but in saying that, you know, I kind of go back to not overcomplicating it. Um, we use Teams every day, all day, every day on some days, um, and that's huge. The other thing is our SharePoint. We have a page and for each particular project. And so within that page, we have a countdown to our next big event and we have milestones uh, and the dates and we have announcements and shout outs that happen regularly. Um, has our document library, uh, all of our channels listed for teams and for um, whiteboards and things like that. And so it is a very easy and collaborative tool to just um, you know constantly innovate and be on the go and for the team to find everything all in one's place all the time. And so that's why I say don't overcomplicate it. It's actually a tool that you know, most remote organizations use all the time uh, rather than than something, you know, innovative or or brand new. 
And and I think the yeah, key... it would be a lot of learning each time. Each technology, you'd have a learning curve. Absolutely, yeah. And I, and I think the key is to find, like I know I know previous teams that I've been on have used uh, programs like Slack. You know, I, I was it was I was part of an interesting conversation on an executive director Facebook group around teams using Facebook Messenger. And it was an it was an interesting conversation around a not everyone has Facebook. B not everyone wants their employees or their boss to know what their Facebook profile is. So I think it is important to utilize resources that have a unique sign on for the organization. So whether it is Slack, whether it's Teams, um, you know, I think those tools are available. I also think it's and I mean, I think one of the things, you know, that happens in, you know, the Team Tacos chat or in other chats that have been really successful is, again, how do you build a little bit of that fun into it? Um, you know, whether it's, you know, Heather and I in our conversations, we use a lot of GIFs, um, you know, or I even think about, you know, we for learn to lead this countdown, right, is. We have a team member who's been very active uh, of putting where our registration were and then having to have a moment and celebrate when we hit 22 registrations because, you know, that's Taylor Swift. And we we just had to, you know, take that moment to, you know, all reminisce about none of us getting tickets. But, <laughs> you know, it is I think it is one of those things, too, where. There's a lot of conversation around, you know, the. Are people being productive if they're spending all their time, you know, accessing these chats? And I just would encourage executive directors who are listening to not think of these chats as an as a ineffective use of time. Because I think I think if you were to compare the amount of time that people are spending on the chats versus the amount of time that you would spend standing at somebody's office door or chatting in the hallway. I think you're actually still probably getting more pr productivity out of employees by utilizing these communication tools and you're creating an environment that is simulating that type of informal communication that happened at the office each and every day. So I think it is, you know, allowing those chats to happen organically. Of course, you know, you always have to monitor to make sure things remain appropriate, but I think it's okay that those chats get a little bit silly at times because those are the conversations that would be happening in person anyway. And, you know, for the most part, people know and can keep those respectful. So how do you duplicate that in a, in that virtual environment? Yeah. And I would say that, you know, that being said, it, it does get very silly, always appropriate, but very silly, but also it opens the door to be able to just have a, just pop into their private message and say, hey, I just want to follow up on this. How's this going? And so then you can turn it back into, into that, you know, business conversation and, and that accountability, right? Because you already have built that connection with them um, informally online. So I, I find it, it's helpful in that way too. That's awesome, you guys. Uh, for one success story, what what is one success story that really stands out to you um, 
for empowering your team remotely? Or what is a key lesson that we can take away from it? For me, I think it came down to, you know, and this is actually something that that Tim taught me, I think, um, hire the right people, um, especially working remotely. The location is doesn't matter. Um, it's it's about making sure you're hiring people that um, you know can buy into that uh, your team's mindset as well, that they're not going to upset that balance that's on your team. Um, and then embrace the diversity. I think one of the things that's made our team very successful is just how diverse they all are um just in in their expertise and what they know and every day i'm learning something from them that i i didn't know uh, about them or that they knew and um it's new and exciting but it's also you know embracing it gives me the opportunity to to help them feel empowered and 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 learn uh, in their jobs. And so I think that creates motivation as well when they're feeling empowered and as though they're learning new skills or they're 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 improving skills that they that they previously had. Um, obviously keeping their capacity in mind and keeping the ultimate goal uh, in mind of whatever project you're working on. But for me, I think the biggest thing I've learned, especially as it, in building this learn to lead team, is just embracing the diversity that they have and finding ways to work with it and, and bring that out in everybody. Um, that's made us very successful. Excellent. Um, and that goes along with our previous podcast of how to leverage your um, team superpowers. So that's essentially what you're doing in a remote way. And for we we did one um, a while back, the wellness of your team. So in a remote setting, how do you keep the pulse of the wellness of your um, teammates? And how do you keep that um, work-life balance? Um, people are juggling a lot of things, especially under one roof when you're, you know, kind of doing it all. You could be a mom, you could have responsibilities beyond just your remote work. So one, how do you keep a pulse on the on the health and wellness of your team? And two, how do you ensure work-life balance? So there's this, uh, there is a leadership uh, speaker named Ann Morris. And one of the things she says is that leadership is the practice of imperfect humans leading imperfect humans. And I think it's really important to remember that and be imperfect. Um, so, you know, if when my son shows up in the background of my meeting and he's dancing, that's okay because it makes everyone laugh and they all realize, guess what? I'm a mom too. I have other things going on as well. I'm human, right? I also like to lead by example. So I think, you know, wellness is of the utmost important. I think throughout my career, I maybe learned the hard way that I have to unplug. I have to turn off in a remote environment, that can be even harder because your phone is always there in front of you. You hear it buzz, you want to check it, you want to see what's going on. So you have to learn to set your own boundaries. And then by doing so, your team figures out very quickly that that's okay. It's okay to turn off at the end of the day. Um, and then the other thing is just deadlines and, and milestones and holding them accountable to those through you know check-ins and, and things like that. Um, it allows them the flexibility to work when it works best for them. We have team members that you know, will send a message at, 
at 11 o'clock at night to tell us the registration number. Um, and if you can answer, great. But if you can't, that's okay. That's just when he, when he works best. Um, and he knows he'll get an answer in the morning from everybody or when everyone else comes online. Um, but as long as the work's getting done, does it really matter, right? Um, so holding accountable through those check-ins and things like that, and also setting the setting the standard as as the leader um, are really two key pieces for me that help help build that wellness and 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 make sure that that my my team is is mentally doing well as as they work. Mm -hmm. Awesome. If you could organize a themed virtual team building event for your remote group, what would the theme be? Or have you had one that has been very successful in the past? Um, so the one that comes to mind is in the past, I led a kind of a wellness committee or a social committee online for, for an organization. Um, we even gave it a silly name. So it was called the Bureau of Serious Fun and Wellness. And so the Bureau met uh, very seriously on a, on a monthly basis and just had people come together. For me, it's not so much a theme as it is about human connection. Um, that's what you want, whether you're remote or not. You know, you're spending eight to 10 hours a day working with people, whether they're in the cubicle next to you or they're only on your screen. And so it's being connected and feeling connected and part of that team. Um, so for me, you know, I kind of already mentioned it's things like activities where, you know, we all sit in a room and, and or sit online, I guess, and, and say, you know, put your hand up if you've done this, put your hand up if you've done this. And then you go, oh, hey, you, you, you went swimming with sharks. Tell us about that. That's crazy. Uh, right. Um, oh, you have kids. Tell us about your kids. What are they into? Um, and it just creates a connection and an environment where, where you feel as though you're, you're a part of something. Um, the other thing we do, as I've kind of mentioned, uh, is, is the, we set aside time in all of our meetings for a little bit of informal chat at the beginning. At the end, we also set aside time to give a shout out to a team member. So um, here's something great this team member did for me this week. But the other part is we set aside time for everyone to share a challenge they're having. And that way they're not just sharing, we're not just sharing all the great things, we're brainstorming together on the ways we can help one another uh, move our projects forward and things like that. And it helps again, it helps us all realize we're not perfect. We don't have all the answers, but as a team, we can we can kind of build it together. Mm -hmm. And also make you not feel so alone that Absolutely. you have people that have your back and can find solutions with you. Yep, for sure. Those are amazing ideas. So in closing, what are some last minute go-tos or ideas you have to give other maybe new leaders new charity leaders of remote teams. What was something that helped you in the very beginning learn how to manage a team remotely or some advice that somebody gave you? Yeah, one of the things that a previous manager of mine uh, taught me is something I think it's fairly common, but it's using in a remote environment, using a leader standard calendar um, and how important that is in getting through my work day, making sure my production is is on point and making sure that priorities are getting done by myself and my team. So it's basically just maintaining your calendar in your workday that has all of your routines that you perform on a regular basis. So 
for example, I have 30 minutes in my calendar first thing in the morning that's blocked just so I can check my messages, just so I can check my emails and, and respond. Um, I block my work periods and that way the team knows when I'm available and when I'm when I'm busy and, and can get back to them later. Um, I also book time to connect with others through virtual coffee breaks. So, um, you know, get together on on a Monday morning for a half hour and just chat. Just say, how was your weekend? What went well? Uh, what did you enjoy? How's that project going? It doesn't have to be work related. It can be, but it's just kind of it's like office hours, right? Um, I'm here if you want to chat. And so I'll be online and hey, so and so joined today. That's great. I can catch up with them. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the two main pieces that to me are are, are really important in um, in in really setting the standard and and being productive and and being a strong leader. And then sharing that with my team has been exceptional. So they book their time. They make sure that that everything is blocked in their calendars and and kind of work on that blocking system and set those expectations right away so that mm -hmm. that they know what to expect uh, in a remote environment. A lot of times um, someone coming into a re remote environment, it's very new and it's very different and it can be very lonely. So I think kind of all of these all of these pieces kind of help you build that team, um, that team atmosphere remotely. Well, thank you, Heather. That's so many great ideas. I wrote down a whole page of them, so I really appreciate you sharing. I think many of those ideas can also resonate with in office teams as well. And I think for a lot of people, they're they're even working hybrid. So I think the discipline of the leadership calendar and the structure keeps that um, work moving, but also the relationships building. So thank you for sharing all those wonderful ideas. Tim, do you have any last thoughts? No, I just a huge thank you to Heather for joining and uh, getting to show off a little bit about the great work that that she has done with uh, with the tacos and and her team. And just one more plug for anyone listening uh, who may have youth contacts in Manitoba and Ontario, please uh, reach out and we'll make sure to share a link in. Uh, in the social media posts about how you can learn more about Learn to Lead and the other great work that Heather and her team are doing. Uh, and as always, uh, we would love to hear from you about feedback, thoughts on the episodes. Make sure to give us a rating either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And uh, just can't wait to, to have our next conversation and uh, wrap up. I think we have one more episode left of Culture Code, maybe two. Uh, and then... Uh, we have to determine what our, our next series is going to be. But I think we're we're potentially, we were tossing around the idea of fundraising because I think now more than ever, it's such a critical time for charities to look at how we're raising money, uh, especially in light of all the financial challenges, uh, possible recessions and changes in donor landscape. So I think it's a, a really relative uh, conversation. But if you have other thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, thank you to everybody who has shared and reached out and supported. We truly appreciate it. Thank you to Heather. We owe you a hot coffee that will be coming your way. So until next time. Mm -hmm.